Hey guys, and welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. My name is Kaya Williams. I am your host, and I am here with the cast of Concord Foral. I'm also here with the director, Abby. Um, today we're going to do the episode a little bit different. If you've seen how we do cast, I typically talk to the director first, and then I'll bring on the cast later. Um, I'm finally getting to do my new segment that I planned this summer, and I'm so excited to do it with these people. So let's get started and get into it. Okay, so hi, Abby. Hey, Kaya. Um, this is your like third episode on here. It is. You're a veteran at this Whoa. point. You're a pro. So I feel like we're going to we're going to ease past this. Get on yeah. down. OK, so the first questions I have for you is about Concord Floral. Of course, yeah. you're the director of it. What is Concord Floral and how did you find it? Sure. Concord Floral is a play written by Jordan Tannehill and it is set in a one million square foot greenhouse in Canada. And 10 teenagers go there as a refuge. But as they're there, they are facing this memory that has been plaguing them all. And so in the in the process of the play, sorry, words, uh, in the process of the play, they are attempting to grapple with this secret that is haunting them. So there's they're bonding, they're fighting, they're grappling, they're doing all the things to eventually confess and deal with this event that has happened that has basically spurred the entire events of the play. We love. Okay, you are a pro reader at like plays. So how do you find one that you want to put on? Because you're constantly reading them. I am. Yes, man. If y'all need play recs, let me know. I have so many. Um, but yeah, also a lot of times people send them to me. They're, they read them. Once people work with me, they're like, ooh, this is an Abby play. And then they'll send it to me. So that's how I got this one. Um, I actually got it around the time it was premiering. So I've been I have had it for a few years now. And I just haven't had a space or a community that would be receptive to the work. Um, and so and now I'm I'm in one. And I'm I'm so excited because it covers um, there's a content disclosure with our show. It covers a lot of uh, topics that are um, activating for others and, and might be activating for our audience. And so, yeah, I'm excited that we're going to get to work with it here. I love I love how you said Abby play because my next question for you actually is about your signature as a director. Oh, no. This is your second time having a platform in the show. Sadly, we don't have a book flying in the show. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what I need we need to get you like a signature as a director. If you don't know, she She's done both Folklore, which had a flying book. And then the show before this was um, Defying Gravity, Gravity, which had a platform and a flying book. (laughs) And I feel like we need to get you a signature. Like, what do you think like your like signature as a director? would be? Well, there was a joke because this this show, Concord Floral, has parallels to the Decameron, which is a book. It's a medieval allegory from the 14th century. And they were like, we should fly in the Decameron. And I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't know if that's my signature of flying books. But um, I think it's when we can talk about something really honestly, but then we can work that with like movement and bodies and bodies in space. Um, I think that's probably more my signature is, is cause it, if you come see the show, we're not just like talking to you. We are, we're playing, we're becoming monsters. We're talking about teenhood, which is like rough. Like that's not an easy thing. I think we can all admit yes. that was not like an easy thing to go through and, and we're doing it in kind of, in artful way that's not just art for art's sake it's like art to grapple with content um you mentioned content and we're going to be doing something for the first time i believe in the cat department which is a talk back yeah so what is a talk back sure. how are we doing it 
Yes. So it's not set in stone just yet. Well, the date. So it'll either be on Thursday after the performance or Friday. And we're going to do a talk back. A talk back is done a lot of places in professional theaters and educational theaters. And it's just an opportunity for our audience to stay behind after the production and speak with a lot of times the cast or creative team of the show or panelists that directly relate. So our goal is to invite, um, we have for sure, uh, Dr. Andrea Hunt coming to us from UNA's Mitchell West Center for Social Inclusion. Um, and I've reached out to our counseling services here and as well as an assistant professor of counseling education. They're just not finalized yet, but yeah. And then of course our cast and creative team will be invited to just talk in dialogue with the audience about what the show is about. What are you taking away with it from it? Sorry. And, um, and what, what questions do you have and, and can we answer them and, and why essentially answering why this show is important to be on the stage and to do. I love that. Um, is there going to be certain days? We're going to do this after every show. Um, yeah, it'll just be certain days just because my panelists can't be there every day. Mm -hmm. And I, and not that the cast and creative team just couldn't handle it, but it's always nice just since we do have a content disclosure with the show to have someone who is more geared to handle situations that that might activate something in, in an audience member. Yes. Um. Do you know what days they're going to be yet or no? Uh, it's either Thursday or Friday. So gotcha. the September 28th or 29th, it's probably opening night. It probably will be. Perfect. We love. Yeah. Um, one thing, if you guys don't know, I'm in this show. Yeah. Um, so I keep saying <laughs> we as I'm in it, but I'm in it. Um, this is a very tech heavy show, at least for me. Is this, yeah. would you consider this tech heavy? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. how, have you done many tech heavy shows? Like how did that influence you as a director? I have, you know what? That might be a part of my signature too. I like love tech. Um, I think as a director, we wear a lot of hats. Like I, I come from an acting background. I also come from a design background and then I found directing very last. Um, so yeah, I love shows that innately incorporate the work of tech. So lights are like crucial to a lot of our moments in the show, as well as sound. Um, and then they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily just your typical theater transitions, right? Where there's music that plays between a scene. Like I'm not interested in that. I'm, I'm interested in how design can better enhance and tell our story with us. Yes. So yeah. We love. Yeah. So if some of these things interest you, please come, come to Concord Floral. I really am interested for the talk back of all things. Yeah. Because I love to see how audiences recept um, different shows and how they feel about it. Because a lot of this content is very heavy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Te uh, themes of adolescence and teenhood. Um, we do have some LGBTQIA um, references in our show. We have a depiction of nudity. We do have depictions of substance abuse and sexual activity. And that's all in the show for sure. Um, so please come and see it. Take those things in <laughs> mind. But please don't, come and don't see don't it. Be still. Away. <laughs> please don't. It's still a really good show. Um, so now we're going to bring out the cast and Yay. we're going to do a couple of fun things before we get into more questions. Um, um, can we do an intro for everybody? Hi, I'm Tori. Um, I play Bobby James in Concord Floral. Hi, uh, I'm Mark. I play John Cabot in Concord Floral. And I am Taz. I play Joey in Concord Floral. And I'm Kaya, but you know that. And I'm playing Rosa Mundy. Um, so we have a lot of things to talk about, but before we can do that, um, we have to have a fresh, fresh squeeze moment. 
Um, if you don't know, that's a new segment I've been trying to integrate, but I haven't had a chance to because we've been moving buildings and that is stressful. But we'll get into that later. Um, today, we're going to try Eliminate and then we're going to give you new song recommendations. Today, we are not sponsored. I wish we were um, by Publix. We're trying their natural mango flavored lemonade. Um, this is it for everyone watching on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Go look at it. Um, it's uh, University of North Alabama School of the Arts. Anyway, but it's not sponsored. It's just their brand of lemonade. We're going to try it. We're going to give you our recs and let you know if it's good or not. I've heard really good things from my mother. So I'm holding from this my mother. She loves lemonade more than I do. <laughs> And oh, so, so oh, do I need to Are shake you, it? I always shake it? lemonade. You oh, don't ever oh. just want to take a drink without shaking it, babes. Okay, I feel like maybe with soda, game. you don't want to do soda, that. No, but, but with lemonade. Know. Okay, got you. Oh, it's very aromic. <laughs> it is. That's a lot That's of aromas. A great word. I like it being pre-opened. Um, I appreciate that. Mine was already open. It shouldn't have been. Oh, cute. Okay, so I'm just gonna put that right down. You can try this. I have had it. You go. Yeah, don't. Please don't drink that. Mine was pre-opened. Yeah. Mine was pre-opened. Anyway. I love it. It's a lot. <laughs> I like it. It's not even that sweet to me. No, it's sour. It's Real. not even mine's not sour. Mine's a perfect amount I, of like tart. Really happy yes. for you. That's that's really good. I love for as a lemonade lover, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, we're going to pour out Tories because I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, this is really easy to Abby, I will get you okay. another lemonade if I you like. I am really okay. Okay. But um, the, the mango poison. was the perfect amount because a lot of time with mango, it teeters the line of just becoming orange juice. And this doesn't. You can actually taste the mango, which I love. This is true. It's, yeah. it's like with pumpkin things where it's either <clears throat> too much mango or not enough mango. Yes. And it's the perfect amount. I love this. I would recommend this. This is like a. This is honestly one of my top tier lemonades. I'm gonna make a lemonade list of them this school semester and post it on Instagram. You said pumpkin, and Abby's eyes got so big. <laughs> if do you don't know, pumpkin, pumpkin is um, pumpkin spice is Abby's preferred drink of anything. It's true. Um, like so. currently, <laughs> currently at Christmas it goes to peppermint. I won't lie. Love, I love peppermint. Seasonal, seasonal drinks. I'm not. I'm a lemonade all year round type of girl. Ooh. I'll drink it hot if I have a sore throat. <gasps> That's probably not bad for you. That's actually really good for you. I hate drinking tea, so I just drink hot lemonade. Okay, well, that hurt my heart, but that's okay. Um, I like sugar, and that's my problem. And it it very much becomes redundant to drink tea if you just add sugar to it. It kind of takes away all the problems. So I'm a a big hot chocolate person year round. Like that is my go-to. I get that. That's like in August, you're cracking yes. open a hot chocolate. Yes. Cracking open. Cracking open. You know how you do? <laughs> right. I'm a I'm a chai tea latte girly. Oh, I will I will drink any form of chai tea that you put in front of me. We love. But Mark, where would where would you rate this lemonade? It's a solid eight. Eight. Tass. It's a seven. I'm not a lemonade person. That's fine. Tori. Uh, I am not a lemonade person. It caught me off guard. But okay. the mango, I'm here for the mango. I'm gonna give it like like a seven and a half. Okay. I, I rate this like a good solid nine out of 10, if not a 10 out of 10. This is, it's very rare for me to find a good mango lemonade. And so just from that stats alone, it's up there for me. Are you like constantly hunting for a mango lemonade? I'm constantly hunting for a good lemonade all the time. Okay, got it. <laughs> there's, if there's ever a moment for me to drink a lemonade, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> just, just a fun fact. Um, any hoozles? Um, the next part of... Uh, uh, Fresh Squeeze is a new song for our playlist because that's the playlist name of this year. It's called Fresh Squeeze. 
I can't remember. Uh, nope, I lied. I can't remember the playlist from last year already because it's old news. We're in a new season, a new <laughs> person, a new per- babies. Okay, let's go. Um, so what ha- what are some new music you guys have been listening? You can pull up your Spotify if you need to. Um, any new music you've been listening to or any music that you've been listening on repeat, you can give me more than one song. You can give me a whole album. I like to make these as long as possible. Um, I will go first if you guys can't think of anything. I will gladly go first. Go so, um, Ricky Montgomery, my white man of the year right now. <laughs> oh my God. I love him so much. He put out a new EP called Boy Toy and I've been listening to it on repeat. Go into class, listen to Ricky. Go into sleep, listen to Ricky. One thing about me is I'm going to listen to some Ricky Montgomery. Oh my God. I love him so much. And one day I will hopefully get to see him live and it will be the best day of my life. But yeah, no, that whole EP, 10 out of 10. Do I go now? Yes. Okay. I am an Olivia Rodrigo defender. Yes. And I will die on the hill that Guts is incredible. And it's the best album of the year. So I don't really have a specific song, but my friend has gotten me into uh, Sycamore and the home team recently, as well as like Bad Omens. We love. Very good music. Um, my I've been listening to a lot, actually. I've like, I'm an avid Reeve Carney follower um, so I'm listening to a lot of Reeve Carney, but I'm also listening, apparently, according to my Spotify, uh, to a lot of um, Ben Platt. And uh, my most played song on Spotify right now is What a Life by Scarlet Pleasure, which, you know, that's a thing. Yeah. I would say the music I'm listening to right now all goes back to Concord Horrible. <laughs> Raise up out the dark. <laughs> yes, I do love clipping, which has oh, to be Diggs um, as a part of it. I love something underneath. Uh, it was once suggested to me as an ugly song, and I was like, but this is my favorite. <laughs> um, and then I also have Black Hole Friend by Chimes, which I like. just love the vibes of it for our show as well. So... Yeah, yeah. Not me thinking it was Black Hole Fred. <laughs> no, friend. Which just, anyway. We love Abby, Fred. I need you to know that song has made it onto one of my playlists. Yes. I listen to it regularly. Yes. So it's a, mu- it's a song I've been playing in rehearsal for sure. Like in a month, like I will not have the same kind of content songs in my uh, Spotify, but that's what's happening right now. <laughs> we love. It's always changing. Everything changes. It's part of life. And that point, let's change into the next topic. I'm getting better at transitions, people. Y'all should be proud of me. (laughs) No, last year they were awful. So, ha ha. Any hoozles. Let's talk about (laughs) condoms. I don't know where that came from. I do not know. I hope it stays forever. I love any hoozles. (laughs) Let's talk about Concord Floral. Um, With you guys, because you guys are actively working in it. So, before we do that, actually... Fun fact for everyone who don't know, all three of these people are transfers to UNA, mm-hmm. and they all three came from the same school before that. That's what is weird. the school? Yeah. Uh, Wallace State Community College. Okay. Where is that? It's in Hansville, Alabama. Okay. And um, why did all three of you choose to come to UNA? That's an important question that I don't think any of us have the answer to. I actually have an answer to. It's just you, Taz. You're the only one that oh, doesn't have Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing in most situations. <laughs> I um I uh, came to major in English and had completely forgotten UNA had an English department and how good it was. Uh, and then Taz started talking about it. And I was like, eh, I'll apply for the sake of applying and got in and got good scholarships. So here I am. Okay, then. Um, I'm a music education major. 
and I had just heard all of these absolutely phenomenal things about UNA and their music program and how great it was. Um, and I, I know like a lot of schools are very sports heavy and not really, there's not a lot of funding in the arts and stuff and they're not really active, but UNA I heard was super active. So I was really, really excited to join. So that's why I came to UNA. I had heard there was a lion um, <laughs> and I'm a big lion guy. No, that's fair. That's all. The lion, the lion is a fair reason. A lot of people come just for the lion. That's not. He's okay. really cool. Um, another fun fact about these three is that they're all not cat majors. <laughs> um, that well, one. Well, now I have a double major. Now. Mark just became a double major. I'm trying to triple major like a maniac. But uh, <laughs> um, so, what are y'all majors, and like, why are y'all in theater? Uh, I am a professional writing major. Um, and I'm, I joined theater. I'm like new to theater. I've only been doing it for like a year. Um, I just really enjoy it. Uh, it gives me something to do and it's, it's a fun thing to like get to dissect a character. Um, so that's, that's why I joined cause, and uh, the show was really cool. I had heard, Con I'd read Concord Floral before, um, and I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to audition for it. I am, um, I'm English professional writing as well. Um, and now I'm double majoring in that and, uh, cat with a concentration in a design tech um i've always enjoyed design tech <laughs> is that not did i say the wrong thing are you not acting for stage and screen Ooh. no <laughs> no look Sorry, the this is how we had to let you know there was no other way that's um, why they I, want a triple I major have you know bryson is trying to convince me to triple major don't in, listen to bryson don't stage and hence, screen. hence the triple major maniac oh i did not even understand look at her I she's broken hearted i thought the third major was like music or something no no it would just be a Do second concentration well? cat no yes yes how how are you living? Yes, you do. <laughs> I have a I have a creative writing minor now, uh, but that'll be fulfilled with the work I'm already doing in English. So mm. Mark will be at this school until 2054. So we're very Mark is also the youngest out of all of us and us and has the time uh, to do this. Mark should be done in three years, and I'm 18. Thank you. <laughs> they have the most time out of all of us. Um, I'm a music education major, and I was going to try to get my musical theater certificate. Uh, but for whatever reason, I talked to my advisor, something didn't match up, and they said that I wasn't able to get it. I'm looking back into that. Go talk to Suzanne. Um, but, <laughs> and so the reason I decided to do theater is I've been performing for 17 years. And so it's kind of, when you perform, you either stick with it or you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. And uh, for me, I obviously stuck with it. And so I couldn't just like let that like 17 year old part of me go. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, they're all great things. I just felt like everybody needed to know that because I thought that was hilarious how you all transferred together. Um, so one thing uh, the show has been very different for me was um, characterization. I've never gemstone before. I particularly do not enjoy the process of it. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> uh, but uh, how, because especially because we have a lot of weird characters as well, because one of the characters we have is a couch and no. one <laughs> is a fox. <laughs> And one is a actual greenhouse. Um, they're very real yeah, characters. Don't forget Bobo Link. Oh, oh, and a bird. I forgot about Bobo Link. How did you forget about Bobo um, Link? Because Matt's been uh, calling him Gene. And so I'm just. He channels Gene so hard. Exactly. Because a lot of times these teenagers have very weird names. Like one's literally just called Just Joey. Just is a part of the name, which is literally. important. Just His first name is Just, last name Joey. If we have the J from Just, does that add another <laughs> J? No, you stop that right now. 
if you don't know, I have to tell people now. Um, oh, they nice. have a thing. There's there's the three J's. Uh, Taz, Mark, and Matt, who's been on up previous episodes, have a thing called uh, J th- Hubed. J Hubed, of course. <laughs> I can explain how we can get up to J to the seventh if you like. Please, but... um, J Cube is the, they're all of their names start with a J, but please explain. So okay, gosh, I got to go back through so much lore of how this happened. Okay, so we've only been in rehearsal for four weeks, and ninety percent yes. of it has been this has been this <laughs> bit that I've committed way too hard to. J cubed. It started out with um, Matt's character Gene uh, does not have a name in the script, so he got to make up a name for that. Um, and by chance, it was decided that the name would be Gene, which happened to match with Joey and John and now Gene. So we're J cubed because we're like the friend group of, of the cast in the show. And of course we have JC on our sides. So that's J to the fourth. JC is Jesus Christ. Of course. Of course. Um, and if you, if you put some more thought into that, you will realize that, um, he is of course a part of three father, son, and Holy spirit. That's J to the sixth. I Okay. Mm-hmm. J- so now we're J to the sixth. Um, Don't forget I- about Jerome. Pardon? Jerome. Which one's Jerome? Jerome? The dinosaur. My dinosaur. dinosaur. Oh, oh my God, we have another J. <laughs> if you don't know, I have a car dinosaur who travels with me. A His car name is dinosaur. Yeah, exclusively. He's- yeah, sometimes I bring him in for emotional support. Emotional His name support. is Jerome. Yeah. And because of that, we have reached J to the eighth, which is critical mass. I'm very excited for this. What was the seventh? I forget. We can't talk about it on this podcast. Come oh, see the show. Cute. <laughs> Come see the show to find out about J the seventh. Oh, I was like, what are we It's talking? a surprise. It's a surprise. It's, it's a, it's Gene an loves egg. it. It's an Easter egg to find out J to the seventh. Um, but because of the weird names and like weird characterizations, because the lines are constantly split up, that we really don't have full characters. Um, how did you find your character? Um, I found my character. Um, it was really hard for me to find Bobby James, actually. That's another J. Ooh, hate that for me. Um, but You've already got eight. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to be part of this part of this gang. That's kind of sketchy. I think it's more of a cult than a gang at this point. I know. I feel like both of them are like negative connotations, so it's okay. Um, anyways, someone's I, jealous, which is another J. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the Circle question back. at hand, please. Uh, the difficulty of finding characters. Oh no. <laughs> Um, if you've heard a whistling before, um, it's just Tori laughing. No, I'm just Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, it was, um, really difficult, uh, for me to find my character at first, um, because usually as an actress, I want to put myself into the character and I want to put as much of myself into the character as I can. Um, but there comes a point where you have to separate yourself from the character. And that was something that I had a really difficult time doing because a lot of what like Bobby James has gone through, like with the bullying and stuff like that, like that's a real world issue. And that's something that I struggled with. And so in my head, I was Bobby James. Um, And I, that's why I really appreciate the de-rolling process that Abby showed me. I've never had to de-roll for a role before, um, but Abby was really helpful with that for me. Um, But I found my character by finding differences between us. Um, and so I wasn't Tori on stage. I was Bobby James. So I had to look for the for the differences and fill in her backstory because we don't get like a ton of backstory for her. Um, we know that her parents are like hippies. We know that she has a sibling um, because she says that their kids uh, plural, but we don't know what the siblings are. We don't know who the siblings are, what they are. Um, so I had to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit, um, some with personal experience and some with 
these are Bobby's character traits and this is who I think Bobby is, which I think is a really cool thing because a lot of times we just, we stress out really bad and we want to make the characters who we think they are. Um, and that's, I mean, that's okay because it's a show and everyone's going to put it on differently. So my Bobby James may not be the same version of Bobby James that Abby sees um, and stuff like that. So I think that that's really cool. Going again off of what Tori was saying, I had a really hard time at first uh, separating Mark from John Cabot um, because there's so many parallels between the two of us. Um, So I also had to learn how to de-roll for this show and take the time to, in a healthy way, step in and out of the character. Um, and a big part, as much as we joke about it, um, a big part of me figuring out who John was, was J cubed and watching the interactions between these three guy best friends who we can insinuate have been friends for a very long time, um, and sort of playing with their relationship with each other helped me figure out where John fit into that and into the relationships with all of the other characters. Uh, I had a very different problem in the sense that Joey's very different from me. Um, this was I normally play like anxious balls of stress, so it's quite easy to find them in myself. Um, but I, I couldn't find like a cool person in me. I have to be like macho and confident, which is very difficult. Um, so I, I tried to find a lot of Joey in my friends. I, I looked to the people I knew who were confident and they walked like they knew where they were going. And, and they talked like, of course, everybody would listen. Um, so that was, that was more of my process. Uh, and I had less of a hard time getting out of the character as much as I did getting into it. I had to take, I've learned to have to take a minute to like become that and think through all the nuances and reread some things and, and, and find the character over time. See, I have like complete opposite problems than all of you for me when it comes to character because I live very heavily by like the end of the day, the director's word is final. And so I always try to bring the director's version of a character. So when Abby constantly asks me, well, how do you view Rosa? How do you view Rosa? It's not about (laughs) my vision of the show. I'm not directing it at the end of the day. It's your director. You're the vision of it. So for me, I find a lot of the character in how I see the lines. So a lot of what the emphasis is on is how I find on the character and that's the best way I keep myself separate is that if I'm not saying these lines I don't know what the emotion that is because it's not me I'm not writing it because like I'm writing my own show and I'm very attached to these characters and so I know when I'm directing it I want them directed a very certain way comparatively to like oh they the actors might view it this way but that's not it at the end of the day at the end of the day as a writer as a director this is how these characters live as if I'm putting it on so that was really hard for me because Abby's so very much you find it you find (laughs) the character and I'm like I need you what you want so I can live the character through your eyes and your visions right. and we can marry them together. Yeah. So that's that's been the hardest for me personally is finding the character on my own instead of, you know, living it through the director um, is a very weird way to put it. On the topic of teenagers, we got to be flat for a moment. Let's be really, really flat. Um, I got to be honest. Teenage edition. OK, we're going to put out your hottest takes about being a teenager on the Internet. Or on just in general in this day in society. Because being a teenager like back in the day to now is weird. One of my biggest hot takes currently is that there's not a preteen phase anymore. Wow, yeah. yeah. And I hate it so much. Oh, genuinely. passionate. Okay. No, because being a preteen is a very important part. It's a very big step that we're just skipping over. Because like I remember being like 11 and my dad going, oh, you're a teacher. I said, no. 
I am a preteen. <laughs> I wanted Selena Gomez and Hannah Montana's, you know, merchandise from Walmart. I wanted that clothing line. Yeah. I wanted the very tacky clothing. And taking away that step, I feel like, is very important in, like, you know, developing who you are as an individual. Right. Because mm. people are missing that, you know, embarrassing stage, which is so crucial of just cruel, cru- cruel, cruel, crucial, 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 <laughs> crucial in becoming a teenager and truly learning yourself because everybody has to have a cr- cringy edgelord debate. And I hate that we're not having that anymore. I am um, on that same topic. I think we're doing away with the idea of being a teenager at all. Yeah, um, true. It's it's really getting to a point where it is once you enter middle school, you're an adult and expected to act like one. Yes. Especially if you want to make it into college. And it's like teenagers don't have time to go hang out with friends and go get Rollo McFlurries. <laughs> it's it's all about how do I get into college? How do I start a good career? And this these conversations start when you're in elementary school. Yes. And if you're not living up to expectations, if you're not doing all of the things, if you're not hanging out with the right people, well, you'll never be successful in life. And it just does away with the freedom of finding out who you are as a teenager. You're never given the ability to find out who you are before you're told you're wrong. Yeah, that is so true. I feel like also that has to do with like a lot of parents. Um, quick TikTok tangent real fast. Um, there was, I think it was a middle school or an elementary school. No, it was a middle school where a student got upset. They couldn't door dash to the school. Um, and their parents agreed with them and said they should set up smart lockers, which is ridiculous because that not only is one, a very big privilege problem, but accessibility problem. Because the whole point of school food is that everyone gets to eat. It doesn't matter if you don't like it, you have multiple problems. And a lot of kids can't afford DoorDash. They barely are eating at home. And the two meals they get at school are the only meals they're eating. And it's ridiculous that a bunch of parents are now trying to protest at PTA that they should set up smart lockers and have the, um, you know, understaffed, overworked lunch people, lunch lunch staff you know be the ones to take care of all of that when they do it that's it. ridiculous well i also think like the security issues of just letting random humans it, deliver no, right food to exactly where children are like we don't vet as far as I know, we don't vet no. DoorDash people. I mean, you don't pick your DoorDash person. No. From experience, no, like, no, no. Like, it's just <laughs> crazy. So I feel like a lot of that, like, adult entitlement also is stemming from parents now. You're right. But, you know. Mm, that's crazy. Wow. You go. I need to think of words. Okay. Um, so I'm really opinionated. Um, Hence this whole segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also so horribly blunt, so please bear with me. Um, I mean this in the nicest way possible. The no, There's no... Like, kind of piggybacking off of what Mark said, there's no, like, we're not kids anymore. We're not even teenagers. Like, you you are a whole adult. And there's no, what's frustrating for me, just because I'm upset that I had to go through it and nobody else did, or like, this generation didn't have to, is I had a really awkward phase. But now... Girls are turning like 12, 13 years old and they're like Kylie Jenner status. And it's like, where, where's the, where's, where's the My Chemical Romance t-shirt phase with the the, preteenness? Right. Where's the, the fringe and like the knee high converse girl. That was me. It was all me. I was, I was that girl. And, um, I think that not, I think that being embarrassed about who you are when you were younger is part of you finding your identity now because you're like, wow, that's really who I thought I was. Look at how far I've come now. Like, I am not the same person. Um, so that kind of thing. There's just no sense of... Um, there, there, there's no past anymore. It's just you come out of the womb and then all of a sudden you're an adult. 
Yes. And it's it's just ridiculous. Like you can't have fun anymore. I'm at UNA right now. Um, I'm turning 21 this month. And this is the most childlike that I've been able to act in my almost 21 years um, being in this sort of community. But that's something that I should have had as a preteen, as a teenager. Yes. Not as an adult. A hundred percent. Thank that, you for coming to my TED Talk. No, we love that TED Talk. Please. I, uh, I wanted to add on to what she just said. Like, I'm 18 and a junior in college. And this is the first time I'm really getting to experience these, like, personal friendships where I get to go hang out at somebody's house and make bad decisions and figure out who I am because everything before that was just academics. There, there is way too big of a crunch on like focusing on your future, especially now with like people are giving their kids at such young age and the digital footprint thing. Mm. And people are like, well, when did that start? When they were 18, they were not. This all is adding to the fact that like teenagers aren't teenagers anymore. Oh my God, please take a breath. Taz? Oh, this is a lot of pressure. I'm ending it. Um, <laughs> no, we also have Abby. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's all on you now. Um, I think very similar to what everyone else has said. But more specifically, I think that not to sound like I don't want to sound like an old man grouching on social media, but more I think it. I can't imagine how it must be to be in middle school right now, because less that I don't think that there's that embarrassing stage. I think there's a terror of it. Like every moment you have to be an influencer. You're not you're not in middle school. You're working your way up to be a celebrity. You have to have an image. You have to have a brand. And I, it must be horrifying no. to be going through that time and to have all those expectations on yourself because of what other people are telling you or what other people are doing. It just must be really hard. No, that is a good point because like a lot of times people would pretend to be like on reality TV shows when they were younger, but now they can. They can <laughs> create that on TikTok. Well, and they get paid for it. Yes. So these children have... A lot of money. Oh, <laughs> She's getting worked up. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, it's no, it's terrifying because, like, especially because, like, a parent, so a lot of parents, like, we're gonna let me just stop before we go yeah, on to yeah. that for too long. Ooh, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> oh, it's me. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, God. I'm the like, moment oh, God, is here. On. Sorry, I just think, like, uh, I don't want to be like, as an educator, hmm. but, like, uh, I think, like, the myelination process of teenagers to young adults has also been, like, vastly affected. This is just, like, my own tangent about even, I mean, it is because of COVID. I also don't want to give COVID, like, all of the credit because people <laughs> kind of were like... No, but COVID has generally had an effect. Yes, and so that has had an effect, but then then it's also social media, and, like, a new study just came out about screen time because we just... Um, and I read way too much, but, like, we just had the full, like, 18 years, like, birth to 18 years with screen time. And so, like, a baby, like, a, a one-year-old who gets an hour of screen time is probably going to be, like, potentially developmentally delayed no matter what, just because we put a screen in front of them. Because they're not trying their fine motor skills, large motor skills, like, hand-eye coordination, language. They're not having to do it because it's being given to them. But then, yeah, then there's the flip side is, like, yeah, the social media, like, we have to present ourselves a certain way like all the time it has to be perfect it's like 
I feel like a little bit glad that I am <laughs> older, like that I am a millennial and that I didn't have to deal with all of it or that I can at least still have the excuse like, well, I'm a millennial, so I don't know. Like literally yesterday in rehearsal, we were coming up with dance moves and y'all were, and oh, I was yeah. just like, I have no idea what these are. And y'all were like, oh, it's this. And I was like, uh, I've never seen this. Hey, but you knew what the Macarena was. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> older than well, yeah, I am. But then she shut it There's down. people who are younger than us who do not know what the Macarena is. Yes. The what? No, 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 no. Macarena? Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) The Macarena? Macarena. Listen. And the rest of this podcast will be this argument. (laughs) You can yell about it later. Yeah, like classic, like line dances people don't know anymore, but I'm like, I was taught that in school. Line dances? Yeah, I had to learn how to square dance. So, um,. Not not to be that person. I grew up oh, God. ballroom dancing. Oh, I took ballroom dance classes. Oh, fun. So that's that's like my family's thing. That's how my parents met each other. Um, but like we're seeing less and less of people actually interested in it. And I know like as far as lessons and things go, no one my age is ever there because it's such a traditional built on a firm foundation type of thing. Like mm. you can't go off on a tangent and do whatever you want. Um, and it seems like things like that or or ballet or anything that's built on that like firm structure is just sort of going away because there's not a need for it anymore. There's not a I don't feel like there's not a need for it. I feel like people don't desire to be told what to do now. Or there's also maybe just not time enough to really master something that is so specific. No, that brings up a wonderful point before we have to get off this topic and finish <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. episode. The negative is, segment um, is the longest one. No, it's the it's like people are like, why don't we have any like cathedral buildings or like famous like Picasso mm. art paintings anymore? And people have to realize artists were paid. Literally, they were giving f- food, clothing, shelter. And that's how they were paid to build these things. Their whole life was dedicated to that. And we don't see the value of art anymore. Right. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why I like UNA because they actually do kind of value their art programs. They do care about their music programs. They do actually care about it and it's not just a football school um because they put the time and effort into it comparatively to other schools who are like it's whatever you chose to be a struggling artist these artists were not struggling they were taken care of very cushionly (laughs) okay that's where the tax dollars were going (laughs) it's it's almost like with the internet now as well uh we get that instant gratification yeah Um, so the the idea of putting time and commitment into learning how to do something and not just immediately be wonderful at it yes it makes you want to quit things. Yes. Um, so we have to continue. But if you guys want to come back and talk about this in full more, <laughs> we surely can. But so that Grayson doesn't hate me. Hi, Grayson. Um, we have to go on. Um, one of the next uh, things that one of the next questions I have for you is um, what is going to be something you probably miss most from the show? I know personally for me, one thing that I'm going to miss so dearly is um, just genuinely working with everyone because this was a very different experience for me. I genuinely liked working with everyone on this set. And I don't really get to say that, but everyone here um has been very very um supportive of different um notions and takes so this has been a very different show for me and they've all been supportive and actively helping to create a better product product and not just standing there being like well figure it out yourself you know i can only speak for myself but being transfer students this was really helpful to like meet new people and get to do and work towards something with them i'm definitely gonna miss the people the most um these are my only friends, so oh it's gonna be really hard not seeing friends now. I think I think I'm done with friends. So that sucks, but <laughs> it's a good show. No, it's, I'm gone. I'm sorry. Um, 
if they don't have to be around me, I can't imagine they will. So that's not true. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely the people. I, I think that'll be mine. Um, so I've I've been shadowing the lighting designers as well as being in the show. Um, so good job, tech team. Um, <laughs> so I think for me, it's not only is it going to be the people, but the technicians and the actors, but it's also going to be the education experience that being on both sides of it for the same show has provided. Most shows that I've been a part of, I have like... And Taz and Mark can vouch for this. I have supplied the costumes. I have supplied the props. It was, it was, I, I was everything but the director at this point. Um, and it, so it was really, really refreshing to just be able to, to be an actress and to just sit there and not feel responsible for anybody else but myself. Like that was really, really refreshing. Yeah. Um, and I, not that I mind like helping with sets and props and costumes and stuff like that, but it's just, it's, it's, it was a different experience for me to just be able to sit here and be Bobby James instead of Bobby James and Tori, but also Mark needs a costume and oh my gosh, Taz needs a costume and oh my gosh, prop 37 is missing, that kind of stuff. It's the, handled, don't worry. You know, it makes me so happy. <laughs> we have actually people to help. I know, yeah. it's wild. The professionalism in this environment has been incredible to step into. Yeah. Because, like, I'm speaking for all three of us. We have not experienced this before. No, trust me. I I understand it. I used to have to run my high school theater department, and I absolutely hated it. And it's like the, the respect for other people is just through the roof. Like, the bar was on the ground, <laughs> and you guys managed to go way over it. Yeah. So... I also like really appreciate the steps for the cast's emotional and mental health. Like I really appreciate that. We had um Dr. Andrea, Andrea Hunt. Hunt. Um she came in and she was like, "Listen, these are real world real world issues that we're struggling with and we want to make sure that you playing these characters with these issues that you as an individual are okay." Um and she said something um that I'm going to take with me. And I really, I really appreciated it. And it's helped me a lot. Um, she swapped the word trigger for activated. Um, and so the play isn't meant to trigger any emotions in anyone. It's meant to activate emotions in people. And I thought that was really cool, but I just really appreciated that that resource was even brought in at all. Um, because that's not something that I had ever experienced before. So I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. Boundary checks as well. Yes. Um, one thing I have, one, 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 oh, you have something to say to us? No. Okay. My last question before we have to get ready to go is what are you most excited for everyone to see? I know for me, it's going to be the tech. Um, cause I feel like the lighting is going to be so cool. So that's probably what I'm most excited for. I hope so. I think we're using every fixture we own. Heck yeah. We might lose two. We, Shout out to we Bryson. We are not. So Bryson did the plot using every fixture because he thought it'd be easier to take them down if we don't need them than put them back up later. And it's partially true. Yeah. Speaking as somebody who was in and out of that theater for about 13 hours yesterday, not shout out to Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not a Bash Bryson podcast. That's not okay. That's the next one. Next week. <laughs> no. On next week's episode, find out our, our beef with Bryson. No. <laughs> the entire oh department has five minutes to bash Bryson. <laughs> Okay, that okay. is not, not happening. Seriously, though, Bryson's great. We, we love a, Bryson. He's a very talented person. And yes. He's great professionally. Very much so. But what are you guys excited about for the show? 
I the the tech will be wonderful. That that is genuinely going to be amazing to see, especially with how well incorporated it is into like the acting and the performance. We 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 work around the tech very well, and we we know when it's going to be incorporated and how things are going to work. And I think it's made our performances at least easier to do and to come across a lot better because we can picture these things and have like an assistance like, oh, this is how this happens. This is what this sounds like. And I think it's going to make the whole show a lot cleaner and smoother. Um, I'm really excited to, okay, this sounds really weird. I'm really excited to kind of stun the audience into silence because these are such taboo topics that are in the show. And I feel like people, like, we're saying it. We're saying, hey, disclaimer, this is what's in the show. But I feel like people aren't really going to comprehend it until they come see it. And they're going to be like, wow, okay. Um, because they are they're, they are topics that need to be addressed. And I'm just excited to be able to to have captured the audience in the black box to address it with them. Um, and so they're kind of, like, forced to recognize that these are real issues. I think that's going to be absolutely amazing. And I will also say it's very good to have this show in a black box specifically. Yes. Because we're right there doing things that are going to make them have to really like feel it. And like they are right by everything that's happening. So it's yeah. going to be very interesting to get to play with that and see how they respond. Yeah, there's no there's no escape. There's no. There's you're I, just so up close and personal. So all of the issues that the cast is dealing with, um the audience is going to have to deal with too. I I was actually going to say it's really cool that we never leave the stage. Um and so I think I'm excited to see how the audience responds to that. Um and again being so close to everything that's happening and I'm I'm excited for the conversations afterward to see what that that has changed. Yeah, I, I I'm. What do I say? Copy everything. What are what did the what do the kids say? Um, what do the kids what? say? Same. There we go. Uh, Same. That was so good. That was so slay. Thanks, guys. I'm not decrepit, but hashtag slay. I do live under a rock. I think I don't know, but you live in uh, George Lindsay. I do. I do feel like I live here sometimes, but um, yeah, I know. I'm I'm most excited to see these final pieces come together because as much as everyone's excited about the tech, they also like haven't seen it. Like other than a few things I've been able to bring in and share as we're able, like our tech is this coming week, so we're getting there and it's just getting really excited. Don't say that. There are <laughs> Don't six remind days. me. So Thursday, six days of rehearsal left. Okay, so we're like so close and. I just think ultimately, yeah, I'm excited to share this with an audience. I'm not like, I'm not trying to make people change their minds. I'm not trying to shock them or scare them. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. But I am trying to build a space that where we can have an honest conversation about how that there are just people that are different from us. Yeah. And like, I think that's really well represented in our cast. It's an ensemble of 10 and these characters, even though we don't know a lot about them, we've built a lot about them. And that, that makes them these individuals that are just like so exciting to watch. And uh, yes, we have content disclaimers. I will say a lot of the times we are talking about this action, not doing it as well, just if anyone was worried. Um, <laughs> but it's like all of this is to to create a space so that we can have conversation, which is what theater is about, is to go home and keep talking about it because theater is innately responding to human experience. And so, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to miss this show. But I also know that we're going to have great ones after this, too. Before we go, I have to have a fizzle down feel good. What's one good thing that's happened to you this week? Start down there. 
Okay. Um, I was talking about this earlier. It absolutely made my day. Uh, I was walking and I oh was, gosh. yeah, I was going to try to go get Starbucks in the commons. And I was walking and this guy from across the commons goes, hey, yo, red. And that's me. I'm red. But Tori's people, a redhead. Yeah, I'm a redhead. Not physically red. <laughs> she I is mean, maroon anyways. right now. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but like people call me red, but people don't call me red here. So I was shocked and I turned around and I was like, is that someone I know? And he goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were someone else. I thought you were another redhead. You're still beautiful though. And I was like, oh my God, thanks. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. And then I forgot my Starbucks because I was so stunned. I literally walked in the commons, headed to Starbucks, had that interaction, forgot why I was there and then walked out. <laughs> Hopefully it's still there. Um, also on the subject of Starbucks, they've started recognizing my order um, so that just made my week when like <laughs> the guy was taking my order and goes, yeah, you want this, this, and this, right? And I went, absolutely I do. And he goes, we'll have it right out for you, Mark. <gasps> we Aww. love love. There's a lot of pressure. You guys had really sweet stories. I feel like I need to keep Mine's up. Mine's as simple if you want me to go first. Uh, you can. Yeah, go ahead. My good thing is this lemonade right now. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. This has been the best thing to happen to me this week. <laughs> it is such a good lemonade. I really love this lemonade. Uh, I was having, this is, it'll start sad, but end happy. Okay. I was having a really hard day and I was very, very sad. And one of our cast members like didn't know what to do. She saw that I was really upset and freaked out. So she brought me pretzels and was like, it's going to be okay. And that was the best thing. It was, it ma immediately made me feel better. Who was it? It was Ella. Of course Ella's it was an Ella. Angel. It, it made sense. me feel so wonderful. Um, mine is, yeah. Um, blah, blah. Uh, good. Um, is it everybody knowing most of their lines yesterday? I can Honestly, promise you it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I hope my feel good is that today when we put it all together, it's actually put all just together. Just in case, if I just else. bust out into a southern accent, you know why. But um, <laughs> yeah. but if that is not it, then um, I will say I've been taking cycle classes like all summer, and I've been able to figure out how to keep doing that through this rehearsal process, even though I'm here until really really late at night um and i just i actually just really love them and and the coaches there are really strong and we blast music that i've never heard of and i just get to run it's that's what it feels like even though i'm on a bike but and it's oh I just, cycle yeah like a, like cycle. i thought you said psycho and i was like <laughs> okay sometimes i'm like these people are crazy she doesn't need those classes we it's got it fun <laughs> it's so fun and i just i kind of love that i've I think my feel good is like I can take some time for myself so that I can bring myself to these other situations and like bring myself to rehearsal because I think I think y'all know like night yeah. rehearsals and like how long we go is is tough and hard right um, and then I think we should also shout out Lily Higginbotham who oh is my god our love queen, Lily our cheerleader our hype man like straight up and ten Lily, out of ten water heart player I think Lily would be okay with me saying that yes that she is not always someone who is like wants to be in front of a crowd never wants right? to. But legitimately Lily would came rather into die. Our rehearsal and cheered on the cast even though the lines were dropping hard but um, oh yeah and just cheered everyone on and it was just like such a great energy boost for myself i know the cast and like yeah so i just want to shout out to lily too I think. we love, love lily you, boo -boo. you're the yeah. best um if you want to come see the show and meet some of these lovely people or just me um <laughs> <laughs> you can go get tickets you can go to the una website go to the school of the arts and hit the box office um and you will be able to buy tickets we're gonna do it for five days four four days if I you are have... a cat major we have a preview day on september 27th yes um but come watch love 
do all the wonderful things tell yeah. us how you feel come to yeah. the talk back talk to us um we will probably come out in the hallway either way and talk to you guys so yeah come see us <laughs> well uh follow both cat and una mm-hmm. on instagram and the soda pop podcast s-o-t-a-p-o-p um and then we're una cinematic arts and theater for the instagram and then unisota s-o-t-a yet again um and we will all see you later hopefully i can get these three back on a podcast because this was so much fun talking to you guys <laughs> um, <laughs> um and we will see you in the next episode bye, bye.